we were in prayer this morning, and those of you that have been joining us back in the green room, you're all welcome to come to that at about, uh, you can turn me down a wee bit, Caleb. Uh, you know, just before service, I think they started about nine o'clock or so back there. And I heard something that Pastor Tina said, and I wanted to share it with you because it is something that's been on my mind. I've wanted to share it uh, over the last month or two, but I kind of figured it's something a little bit kind of technical. And so I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to bore everybody to sleep if I talk about this particular item. But because it came up with her, from the Lord with her this morning, I wanted to explain something. And it falls really well into what Pastor Alex and I are going to be sharing with you this morning. Well, yeah, I come, my background, as you might know, and probably you don't, but my background is, you know, when I left university, I went to work for this company called General Motors. Have you heard about those guys? They make cars and stuff like that. So part of what we had to do was we had to learn a little bit about how cars work. Now, I think I had a general idea. I used to work in a gas station until I got fired, but <laughs> not because I couldn't pump gas. It was uh, something else, but I'll tell you another story later. The... Um, so anyways, understanding a little bit about how acceleration happens. And so mm -hmm. I tried to remember this morning as I heard her say it, and I, I got Turner to kind of give me a little refresher course on how this process works inside of a car. So many of you know that how generally an internal combustion engine works, but it's kind of cool how the acceleration process works inside of an automobile understanding that a combustion engine kind of wants to just run at the same speed all the time, you know, spark and fuel and crank and all that kind of stuff, all just making it putt, 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 putt along. How do you get it to accelerate? Because it's kind of interesting. They do it with what's called a vacuum, at least uh, V-A-C-U-U-M. I'm old school, okay? So this is not the way we do it anymore, but this is how we used to do it back in the day, that inside the engine, it creates a, a, a negative pressure because everything's being sucked through, like the stuff that pours out your tailpipe, being sucked through the engine at any point in time. It's creating a negative vacuum. I guess you shouldn't say negative vacuum. That's a misnomer. It creates a vacuum on the inside, <laughs> And then this vacuum is used to pull everything forward as the car is trying to accelerate. And so what it does is it goes and it pours extra gas into the engine and it, it makes the engine, um, um, you know how you use spark plugs? You know, you know what spark plugs are? Spark plugs are the little, little flame that turn the gas on, make it go boom. <laughs> What it, yeah, so I'm trying to not be boring. And so the, what they call the spark is pulled forward by a nanosecond. And so inside the cylinder, if you want to accelerate, what you're doing is you're just making it fire its spark, spark make it explode the gasoline just like a nanosecond faster than it normally would. And as it does that, it's pushing the engine forward so that as it pushes the engine forward, it just keeps the process of making it go faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. That's how your engine in your car, when you're at the stoplight and you push your pedal down, this is what's going on inside of your engine. What we're gonna talk about today is this thing called vision. And why vision is the accelerator to your life you're gonna do something that is almost invisible. 
Unless you knew this was happening under the hood of your car, all you think you're doing is pushing the pedal down. <laughs> Meanwhile, when you push the pedal down, all kinds of things are going on in the engine underneath the hood. Do you all understand the metaphor here? Yes. All kinds of vacuum is being created, empty spot is being created inside the engine and that vacuum is going to pull accelerating forces into your life. Mm -hmm. What vision does inside of your life is it is that thing that begins this almost uh, minuscule acceleration process that while it looks like it's only a small thing happening right now, mm-hmm. as it goes, at, you know, 10 seconds from now or 20 seconds from now or 30 seconds from now, you've gone from zero to hero yeah. all because of these small incremental changes that are being made systematically inside of the engine. Mm-hmm. Vision inside of your life is that thing. Mm-hmm. And so you're probably, if you're a good Christian, you're saying to yourself, Pastor Ian, I thought, I didn't realize that I was at an Anthony Robbins seminar this morning. I'm wondering when we're going to open up the Bible and find out what God says about vision. And you're probably going to be rifling through your concordance right now to find out that God really doesn't use the term vision to refer to this thing. Mm -hmm. What he uses when he's talking about this are two words you might have heard before, faith and hope. Mm-hmm. Those words are synonymous with the concept of vision. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like a word that was been created by sort of our modern secular world to talk about the forces of faith and hope, belief and expectation. Mm-hmm. As you would apply them, for example, in a business environment or as a hockey player or as a musician or something like that where you're, you're building this plan, this vision of what you're expecting to be accomplishing very shortly in the future. Yes. Those words are just faith and hope. Yes. They're just beginning to use the very power of that picture that you have developed on the inside. Maybe the the notes that fit on that pad of paper when you are taking a look at your life right now, mixing it in with the purpose and plan of God for your life, whether that would be secular or that would be religion, whether it would be spirit, soul, or body, whether it would be in your relationships, whether it be in your finances. You know, God's all about all of that stuff. He's just not about what you're doing in church. Right. He wants to build a vision for your life that encompasses your whole life. Yes. As you do that, as you make that critical decision at the beginning of the year as to where I'm going to go. You know, you have this really weird concept. If you ride a motorcycle or you do something of that nature, you know, they tell you don't look where you you are. You, You look where you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're trying to make a, cur- a turn, if you look at the asphalt right beside you there to see whether you're gonna hu- it's going to hurt you or not, it's going to hurt you. But if you look into the turn that you're going to make, that your body, you're in the motorcycle, will automatically Very just good. go Very where good. you are looking. Can I tell you that's exactly the same thing that happens when you, be- when you make the decision to, uh, as to what am I going to look at down the road in my life. Man. I'm building, a, and what I, how I do that is I write that down. 
You know what's amazing to me? How you can have, this is when maybe it's the way my brain works, but I'm trusting that, you know, it's a pretty common experience. You know, you've got all of these buzzing flies of ideas and concepts and desires and passions and intentions and expectations and all of these kind of things are just like, like floating around in your head like butterflies. When you make a decision as to which one of those butterflies or, or sparrows that are flying around in your mind, when you make a decision as to which one of those things you are going to write down on your piece of paper today, if you just had a job list, mm -hmm. you may have 65 things that you have to do in your home, fix in your house, let's say. You may have a master list, you know, what am I gonna do in the general ethers of time? And then you have the list of today. This is what I'm going to accomplish today. Do you know the power of that is going to really dictate what happens today? Of all the 65 things that you could do, this is what I'm going to do. This is That's what right. my intention is yes. to do today. Yes. That's exactly how this works at a little longer scale. If you took an idea right now and said, this is what I'm trying to accomplish in 2017, that might seem dumb. Oh, what a waste of time. You know, I'm so busy right now. I just do not have time to sit down and find out what am I going to try and do in 2017. Oh, well, you got that wrong. Mm -hmm. Because what you have to do in order to accelerate, you first have to create a vacuum. Mm -hmm. That's how this works. Exactly the same physical principle to create movement. Did you know there used, never used to be clouds before the flood of Noah? Because the world had no vacuums. It was just so perfectly atmospherically balanced that there was never any high pressures and low pressures or clouds or rain or anything like that. Once all of a sudden all of that chaos happened, there started to be this ebb and flow of high pressures and low pressures creating all this movement around the world, which we now know as weather. No, no, they used to have that. All of nature functions by the pushing and pulling of vacuums. Exactly the same way as vision works in your life and my life, in the ministry's life, in your business's life, in Ontario's life, in New York's life, in Canada's life, in the US, in the global, everything runs according to this thing called vacuum. All you have to do in your life, when you create that list, this is where I'm going in 2017. Mm -hmm. You actually make a decision, you write it down. Even if it's impossible, it doesn't matter. It starts happening. Amen. Just because you wrote it down. Do you know, I, was, I think Pastor Alex was preaching. Were you preaching Wednesday night? I was. When Pastor Alex was preaching the other night, I was listening to him. Yeah, glory. Yeah. I was also listening to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said to me, I don't know what you said about confession. <laughs> I should know. <laughs> I apologize for that. I'm trying to dig out of a hole here. If you, when you're in a hole, can I tell you? Here's a, here's a clue. If you're in a hole... Stop digging. Yeah. What Pastor Alex said, he was making some, making some comment about calling those things that be not as though they are. And what I heard the Lord say to me, he said, did you know that you're not lying when you say that? Because you'd feel like you're lying. Like if you're sicker than a dog today and you come in and say, hi, Pastor Ian, I'm as healthy as a horse. <laughs> you'd say you're lying. Can I tell you you're not? 
Do you know why you're not? Because as soon as that word comes out of your mouth, you start creating that thing. Amen. Amen. That's how God does it. Mm-hmm. He says he calls those things that be not as though, because as soon as that, you know, if God said there was a three-headed snake crawling up your leg, would he be lying? No. 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 Why not? Because as soon as those words left God's mouth, there would be a three-headed snake crawling up your leg. That's how we are. That's how we can do it. That's why vision works. Because as we write that thing down and then I come up to you and I say, so, Brittany, what's your plan for 2017? And out of your mouth it comes and I say, oh, you're just lying. Say, no, I'm not. As it's just as, I'm not, I, 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 don't, I don't have it in my life, but it's in my life. Amen. Remember that little, did I tell you the story about the EQ that I bought the other night when we were in worship back there on the table? I didn't have it when I bought it, but I have it now. But I had it back then, even though I have it now. You understand? That's how it is. Mm-hmm. Vision is actually taking that thing and drawing it, cr- literally creating it forward so that as you're, you move forward in time, what it's doing simultaneously in time is it's creating an intersection point between you and that vision. Yeah. If you don't write the vision... If you don't put that thing as a accelerating vacuum inside of your life, you're still going to wander down the next year of your life. The problem is you get to the other end of the year and there isn't anything that's trying to make an intersection with you. Does that make sense? All we're doing is we're using the principles of faith, hope, and love, and we're using secular terms when we use the word vision. Mm-hmm. Don't get confused by that. Mm-hmm. This is essential. Yeah. how it works. It's the incremental adjustments that are being made in the engine, this natural world that we live in, simply because I created a vacuum, simply Amen. because I pushed my foot down on that pedal right. and this whole machine went into motion underneath yeah. me. Amen. And the next thing I know, I'm going 60 miles an hour down the highway. Yeah. Do you mind if I jump in here for a Not second? At all. One of the things that I was thinking, you know, as he's talking about this and and really getting us prepared for what God wants to do in us this year is, you know, maybe you're sitting here right now thinking, you know, I understand the concepts of vision and I understand why it's so important, but why are we talking about this in a church setting, right? Why are we going to sit down right now and talk about all the things that God has done and all the things that we know God wants to do? Well, as I'm sitting down there thinking about this, I'm, I'm remembering that there's a biblical principle or a concept, and it's this concept that oil flows from the head down, okay? And, and I'm, as I'm thinking about this, and the Lord is beginning to speak to me, and I'm, and I'm understanding where he's wanting to take us, is this idea that the reason why it's so important that my dad, the pastor of the house, shares with us the vision of where we want to go, because what he's doing for us is he's laying out uh, kind of a pathway for us to understand that maybe in yourself, You don't have the right or the gifting or enough anointing to be able to walk into your year of great harvest. Okay? Are you with me? You can say amen. It's okay. You could say amen. It's okay. What he's showing us and the reason why he's talking to us about vision is so that we understand. It's almost like you have to think about it like a benefits package. What he's going to talk to us about today is our benefits package as members and children of Victory Christian Center. That there are things that him and my mom have done in the spirit. 
years and years of preparation of what they have done to bring, get this, themselves to a place of great harvest. Now, because we are, you know, God brings us to church, to a church for more reason than just because there's great worship or great looking guys who preach messages, right? We know, did you know, the reason that God brings us here is because he needs you to step into a, 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 a grace that you don't actually deserve to step into. God needs you to get into the year of great harvest, which took these two 30 years to get to that you now have the right to step into even if you've been serving God for 30 seconds. There is a grace or an anointing as we grab hold of the vision of what God wants to do here, it opens a door for us in our personal life that maybe this shouldn't be your year of great harvest. Maybe this should be your year of great famine, okay? But hallelujah, as we, whoa, that was, that was little, you're like, wow. Get this though, that as we, as we attach ourselves to the vision of what God is doing here, we qualify because oil flows from the head down. His, the anointing and the grace that's on his life and my mom's life flows to me, not because I necessarily did something amazing. It flows to me because I've submitted myself, I've grabbed onto their vision and made it as though it's my own. Okay? Amen. Praise the Lord. Turn with us over to uh, Matthew chapter 17. And let's see Jesus talk about this a little bit. He said in verse 17 there, in verse 20 it says, and so Jesus said to them, because of uh, they, uh, the story, let's get context. The story is that the disciples are there. They've got this de demonized person, and they're trying to cast the demon out of this person, and they can't do it. And then Jesus comes along, shazam, takes care of business. The disciples come to him and say in verse 19 there, why could we not cast it out? Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have vision, faith, as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Amen. And what Jesus is talking about then, as he's releasing that into the disciples' life, what is it that you need here? You need to get the vision on the inside of you that when you speak to a mountain and tell it to go from here yes. to there, Amen. or in this situation, when you're dealing with a demonic thing in your life and you're saying, I want you to get the heck out of here, then when you speak those words, you're doing, you'll do the impossible. You'll command those things to go into, to, to, to be, to be, you know, removed from your life instantaneously, just because you've got vision. Then Jesus goes on. If you want to read down in Matthew chapter 17, he, you know, you've got the demon go part, but then he's, you know, the people come to him and say, dude, don't you pay your taxes? <laughs> and so Jesus begins to talk to them about the concept of paying your taxes. And he said, finishes off there in the chapter. He says, I don't want to offend anybody. So here was what we're going to do. Peter is I need you to go get gold to come. So he's got devil go and gold come using the same process. Amen. He's going to go fishing and he's going to find a piece of gold inside of a fish's mouth, you know, you know uh, and uh, nothing will be impossible to you because you can get things to move away from you using faith and you can get things to move Amen. towards you right. using that same yes. faith. That's what Amen. Jesus is described. Not in an, you know, esoterical kind of spiritual, yeah. you know, maybe when we get to heaven, we'll have this amazing, but Jesus is doing that in the right here and now. Yeah. 
fixing real problems, dealing with real mountains, dealing with real financial things, showing us that this faith thing has got this supernatural ability to do the impossible in our natural, visible, manifested lives all around us. All we have to do is we grab on and we say, vision, I'm gonna start using this vision thing, been hearing about it all my life. I'm gonna start putting it into practice because I know inside of that thing is the very power to create the machinery to move forward from here into the destiny that God's prescribed for you to have in 2017. Amen. Yeah, and I think that it's just a a knowing that, you know, he's talking about all these things, but it's remembering that this is possible for every single person, right? This isn't just something for super elite Christians, people who've been serving the Lord. No, even the world who doesn't know God uses these principles in us is enough in order to change the world that's around us, right? The scripture tells us that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living on the inside of us. There is no mountain in your life. There is no obstacle in your life that God has not already set a plan using the principles of vision, of faith and hope and love that we can't move through. There's nothing that you cannot change in your life. Amen. So we, and we can celebrate that as we're looking at 2016, you know, how many, hallelujah, we got that roof up finally, and other than a couple of screws and a bits of little finished pieces, that thing is done. Uh, you know, can I tell you, we should celebrate that, kind of took over all of our 2016, but praise <laughs> the Lord that that thing is completed and yes. we are moving Amen. forward. You know, a, a lot of people, maybe when you're looking at it, sometimes don't understand, you know, why did we go through all that bother? Why didn't we just pour a bunch of tar up there and be done with it? Can I tell you something? The transformation of this property, you know, we yes. have to be stewards of this property that God has given us. And certainly looking at creating, you know, wealth inside of the ministry. And not that we ever plan on leaving this build- building. We're very comfortable here. But, you know, we've had prophecy that says we'll need a new one soon. Mm-hmm. And so doing the things that we could do at the time to increase the property value and modernize the building and do all of those type of things not only do we benefit for that, from that because it ain't raining on our heads anymore, uh, but in doing that, you really do create a significant amount of value to the property. Spending the same amount of money pretty much one way or another, one way we would have had an expense of $100,000 to do asphalt and all of those type of things, and the other way we created probably an additional 25% to the value of the building yeah. simply by doing things a little bit differently. Yeah, that's Certainly right. there's a few of you in here that regret that decision. I think myself <laughs> at some times have been in that place. But in the end of the day, having accomplished that as a congregation and done this great thing, I'm telling you, is such a great, great, Amen. great, not only did it draw us together as men and often you know, women that were involved, but uh, also did a great thing for us in the building. And even as we celebrate that, Melanie did this wonderful picture yes. for us. And really what we're doing is we want that whole thing to be a praise to God and be an, a, you know, an expression of God in Fort Erie. You know, one of the first places that experiences this, you know, let's renovate and let's do something absolutely crazy uh, one of the first places in town that's done that has been Victory Christian Center. That's right. Right on the main drag, right across yeah. from Walmart. And we're just lifting the praises of God to say, you know, God's really interested in resurrecting Fort Erie. He's really interested in restoring the glory to this city that God mm-hmm. has, already, has always intended that it would have. 
And how great is it that we were able to step in there first and just be that, you know, that high five to Fort Erie saying, God is with you. Right. And, uh, you know, yeah. expressing that through the, you know, the, not only that concept of the, this house of prayer, uh, but also in the natural way of restoring the building and just modernizing it, making it look a lot better. Mm-hmm. Some of you may not know that in the process of doing that, uh, there was a lot of things that were going on here that you maybe didn't see, uh, all kinds of uh, inner working things like furnaces and air conditioning units, and uh, all of that has been now replaced, those big rooftop units, although we keep one in here to blast in extra AC when we need it. Uh, all of those units have been replaced. They're all now high efficiency so that you know when we are heating and cooling this place, we're doing it in the most efficient way possible. Uh, as well, the hot water system has all been turned over. We're no longer storing hot water all week long. Now we have on-demand. We just get it when we need it. All of these things that are sort of modernizing, using a lot of this modern technology um, to just make this place a better uh, you know, efficiency and all of that as we're looking forward to you know, you know, smaller gas bills and electrical bills and all these kind of things in the process. And then, of course, doing the building and finishing off the roof. Got a little bit to be done out there still with closing in that ramp area, which maybe we'll look at doing sometime this year and just finishing it off, putting doors out on that final end, but we'll look at that. Again, the intentionality of that, you know, just hang around a bit, you'll see. It's going to happen, and it's going to get accomplished uh, just because we put it on the plate to say we ought to finish this project off and get it so that it's cleaned up and finished. And so, but what we really want to talk about today in the, wow, nine minutes, you talk a lot, (laughs) eh? is, you know, when we take a look at, you know, unifying ourselves around 2017 and what's happening and, you know, what do we put our faith, our hope, our love towards as we see God's intention to not just take as good as it is right now for what's going on here. You know, God never stops dreaming. God never stops using things and saying, okay, we're really good where we are, but let's step up a little bit more and see where we're going. What more can we do? On the ministry level, uh, what can you expect as being a person who's attending here with us? I really sense from the Lord that we have taken a a fair amount of time uh, talking about the concepts of faith and Mm -hmm. how it works and how the world operates this way. And when we operate by faith, you're not doing something that's magical any more than planes are flying using magic. They're just finding (laughs) out how the system works and then they're working that system in order to accomplish the thing that they desire, i.e. flying. Mm Uh, What we're doing is when we've discussed these things about faith and understanding how believing impacts the world around you, there's probably not too many of you here in this room that are saying, yeah, I just, that's just total hogwash. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to realize that in fact, that's the way the world works. When God created this world, he created it to run by the belief systems of of each and every person. What this, I believe, 2017, as I've spoken with a lot of the teachers that you'll be hearing from this year, we're really going to be talking about practical ways that we can learn the lifestyle of living by faith. Living by faith isn't a concept where you sit down on your lazy boy and wait for an angel to drop a grape in your mouth. (laughs) Living by faith is a very specific thing. And there's lots of instructions from the scriptures, particularly from Jesus in his life, as he's trying to change, to train the disciples in walking by faith and doing the things by faith so that they can continue to take the church after he's, after he's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the practical things that we're going to be talking about this year are going to be the, the ways that you can 
being raised in a culture that hasn't done things according to the rules of faith, now we learn to begin to mold our lifestyle in such a way that we do the very simple things that are involved in doing them, like what I spoke a minute ago about vision. Just write the vision down. You'll Mm -hmm. be 50% more likely of getting there even if you never do a thing Mm -hmm. other than write it down. Just that power of that simple little exercise is igniting something to create into your future. Exactly the same way as a bunch of the other things that we'll talk about this year to help you with the tools and the application of living a lifestyle of faith. And I think it's really important too, like as, we're, as you're talking about these things, is that the emphasis is on the doing. Because sometimes what can happen to us is that, you know, as good church-going people, we love to hear about concepts that are going to make our life better, right? I don't, I don't know about you, yeah. but like I can listen to a lot of teaching. I mean, it's like, you know, my lovely dad. <laughs> Doesn't even, remember what I, doesn't even remember what I preached about on Wednesday, right? Because this is the thing, though, is that sometimes what can happen to us is that we he, sometimes hear so much, uh, uh, so much scripture, so much about the word that we forget like, that what my dad is saying right now is it's not about in the knowing, okay? It's not that because I know this great principle that now angels are going to fly from heaven and they're going to bring my gold bricks, right? How many of you wish that that was the way God made? That's not how God is going to do it. God is going to use very practical methods that we decide because God has given us the authority in ourselves to transform our world. God is doing, he's not doing anything anymore. When Jesus died on the cross, he did it. Blessing is yours. Healing is yours. Health is yours. Restoration is yours. It's in the doing now of where I choose to let the word be my reality, not my situation to be my reality, that as I do that and as I do the do's, confession, controlling my thoughts, right? Praying, in the, I'm in the scriptures. As I do those things, that is what will change, not might change, not mm, it could happen. It will change your world. Yes. You know, I had this, these words that dropped into my spirit. Alex and I were at the gym the other day. <clears throat> and I heard these words. Born yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they went off inside of my heart that that's what we need to do. Some of us have had some experience with walking by faith, more likely crash and burn experiences. <laughs> And what you need to do now, we're in a different season. This is our season of harvest now. Have you been diligently working with us over the years? You've got the things of your heart cleared. You know know God has got a harvest for you. All those things are not challenging concepts anymore. What we need to do is we need to start saying, you know what? I was born yesterday. All of those things that I experienced, the crash and burn, the failures, all that tried this, doesn't work stuff. We got to leave that all in the past. We're stepping in as as we've discussed in that chart, you know, the... We're kind of here right now. What we tried over here, it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. It's not supposed to work. That stuff starts working here, and that's where we are as a ministry Mm -hmm. to say, you know what, I'm just going to start stepping into this. I'm going to start being one of those people that says, you know what, I'm just going to do what I know to do. I'm going to start moving my life into a lifestyle of faith, doing the do's of, of that lifestyle. That's right. The next thing that's really cool that's happening this year, as many of you have heard, is, is that our worship team has been recording a CD. Now, that might be, yeah, woo, but <laughs> it's really cool. And of course, it's a great thing that these guys have been working towards for years and years and years right now, had some great connections, and you'll be seeing that, that CD be released. 
uh, in the May or June, I think, time frame. We were talking to Nick the other day, and they're thinking that they'll be ready to go somewhere in the May or June, which was the original plan to release it right before summertime comes. But more importantly than that is not really that the vision for our worship team, you know, certainly the way these guys are, they're not really super interested in being rock stars. What they're trying to do is we've been given an instruction of God to begin to, uh, you know, take our footprint, which is right now mostly Southern Ontario, although a lot of you are from Western New York, and begin to uh, allow God to move us over another campus for us over into the downtown area of Buffalo. Now, some of you might have heard about that already and thought, well, I guess that concept went away. The concept didn't go away. We're just recognizing that it's a little bit more God's intention isn't to just go and do something very organic like we did here in Fort Erie, where you start with, you know, three or four people, whoever I could roust out of bed on a Sunday morning, and that was church back in the beginning of Victory Christian Center. Um, it's really more that God is sending us there with a mandate. He's sending us there specifically uh, to reach out to the millennial generation that is in the downtown core area of Buffalo, New York. Mm -hmm. Now, very exciting, of course. A couple of things that you need to know. One, we are not closing down Fort Erie in order to go to (laughs) Buffalo. And so this is going to be a very different style of a church. It is not really even clear at this moment that it will be a Sunday morning type of an experience. In all likelihood, that project will start by doing something Friday night maybe or maybe Saturday night. It'll be a more of a concert kind of an environment, sort of an outer court experience for people to come and just develop a community and let God be at the center of that community and using the music and the worship and the momentum that I believe is going to be created by the CD and all of the different things that these guys are doing and be able to then discover, you know, inch by inch, not going in there with too many plans uh, as far as format and structure and these type of things and just let that community uh, begin to focus on having an encounter with God. I think that there's an amazing thing that's happening in the earth today, sort of two amazing things. One, that the concept of religion and organized religion is really becoming quite thin ice with this lower generation, as you probably know. Mm -hmm. At the very same time, they are celebrating God and a personal encounter with God. And so both of those things happening simultaneously are in, you know, certainly in my mind, those are wonderful things Mm -hmm. where people are going to be focusing on coming into having a personal encounter and a personal transformation, personal life-changing moments with God. And so our focus for that project over in, uh, in the inner city, the, I shouldn't say inner city, run context there, but the urban core of uh, Buffalo, New York, mm-hmm. is going to be to create that type of an environment for people who are maybe yeah. unchurched, maybe de-churched, mm-hmm. uh, certainly churched, people who are interested in that already, but really being able to discover how do we uh, you know, make God awesome to a group of people who maybe don't think God's awesome. <laughs> and uh, how do we do that? We're not really sure at this point. We're just wandering forward with mm-hmm. this plan. And I'm trusting that each one of you, as we're grabbing hold to that, even though that might not be your cup of tea, you might not be from Western New York, you may not have necessarily a burning desire in your heart for that. Your heart is really here in Fort Erie and the plans and the, you know, rest- the restorational work that God has going on mm-hmm. here in Fort Erie, which that needs to continue as well. We'll talk about it in a minute. 
but be, a, be joining us in faith, not only for the CD and the work that that is going to accomplish. We have a thousand decisions to make on that over the next couple of months, but also that as that, that we'll be able to grab hold of the momentum that is created mm-hmm. by that, the notoriety and you know, the let's be rock stars part of it that we mm-hmm. can then use to establish something long-term That's and right. transformational in the downtown area of Buffalo. How many yeah. think that makes yeah, a little bit of sense to do that? Very good, very good. Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, you, you, you pretty much said it all, you summed it up, but one of the reasons why you might wonder why we're going so much after the music, and, and we love music, obviously, that you can tell that, but one of the things that we've discovered about music is that music has an amazing ability, probably more so than anything else in the world right now, to break down barriers, yeah. right? I, I mean, you know it, and I know it. I'm sure that if I looked at your Spotify list or what's on your iTunes, right, you, uh, it would show that music breaks down barriers, right? You could be the whitest person listening to gangster rap, or you could be the blackest person listening to country music, right? It, music will break down barriers, and not only barriers interdenominational, right, with different churches, because how many of we know that God calls there to be unity in the body, right? We want to break down the barriers. We're not looking to build up the walls even higher. But at the same time, what it does is it is a very easy environment for people in the world to get their feet wet, right? It's a very encounter-driven uh, uh, Christianity where it's not about come and sit in a pew somewhere and let's have some guy spit on you for 45 minutes. It's come and experience the good God that we serve, right? Come into the atmosphere of what it feels like to be loved by God. That's why, you know, and one of the things that I want to say is, is that, you know, where you might look at it and be like, oh, the worship team is so great on them. But I tell you something, as a member of the worship team, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for worshiping with us because it has, has not been us creating an environment of worship. It has been this, the, the unity inside of the house has created a fragrance that has gone before the Lord. And because of that fragrance, God has entrusted us with a sound. And so as you worship with us, right? As we go together to, into the throne room of the Lord, God is, I don't want to say rewarding, but God is opening doors to us that otherwise we probably wouldn't have had the right to do. So from us to you, thank you so much for being a part of what God is wanting to do in Buffalo. Amen. Amen. So number, number three then is we're going to be focused, as you, many of you know, with our Momentum Center. That is the, sort of a, the, the focus of our transformational ministry here as it expresses itself out certainly into all the tentacles of this ministry. One of the particular things that uh, Jenny, the person who looks after our, many of you know Jenny right here, looks after our momentum center that we've been talking about is the, the need for us to become better and more equipped at helping people who are more emotional driven people. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes we would perhaps say that that's a negative. I think it is a negative if you're driven by negative emotions. But there are many people who lean towards a right brain experience uh, in, their crea- in the way God created them, which makes them do things and d- judge things and understand things and process things in a more emotional way. Uh, typically, the, the way that I am, I don't think I have that side of my brain. And so I kind of live just like, you know, I'm like Spock, live long and prosper, looking at everything from a very systematic and mechanical way. 
which I think is, has had a lot of pressure on our Momentum Center activities, the Rhema Therapy stuff and the Encounter Weekends and all of that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to try and do is move some of our strength and our, our effort to understanding yeah. how do we better help somebody that experiences life in a more, uh, a more emotional way. And God then leading them and, and entering into that emotion mm-hmm. and entering into that help me with, because I don't really know how you guys operate, but (laughs) that experience that you have on the inside, that's very different than the experience that I have on the inside, right? When I look at anything, I see the mechanics of it, and you guys see how beautiful purple is, and so (laughs) we kind of not necessarily experiencing it the same way, which is awesome. That doesn't mean I'm right and you're wrong. It's like we're we're this, you know, multi-everything congregation that says, you know, what you got is awesome too, and so we're going to move ourselves into some of that a little bit to really understand how do we do this on a, in your life? If you have experienced it, maybe not, you don't experience life quite so clinically and so yeah. mechanically the way that I do and the way many of us men do, perhaps if it's not that it's exactly that mm-hmm. gender specific, but uh, anyway, so we're going to wander down that road a little bit. Yeah, talk no, there? and I just think that the reality with this is that there's no, that there, there's no substitute for freedom. Okay, this is something that we have to understand. God wants you free. Yes. God wants you free. He wants you free. He wants you free. He wants you free. We don't have to live under the negativity of life. God wants to set us free. The reason why we are so into our momentum center, we're so into this department, and personal testimonies from myself is that things that bother you, let me tell you something, don't have to bother you, right? God did not create us to be copers. He created us to be overcomers. He doesn't want you to just cope with your situation. He doesn't want you to have to try to get along with your negative emotion. No, God made you an overcomer, and that's why it's so vital, why we're so thankful thankful, you know, that my dad came up with rheumatherapy, like hallelujah for that, right? Because God wants us to live free. He wants us to live free, to be free, and you can be free. You can be, I can be free. We can be free together to, to run after everything that God wants us to do. They, I, think, I think what you're focusing on also is this idea that because we have spent the last few years, I just want to clarify this, we have spent the last few years as a faith church but because of the healing of our heart, mm-hmm. we have every reason Absolutely. to allow the expectation. That's why you're saying we were born yesterday. Yeah. We, because now the heart is no longer pretending. We've actually experienced a freedom of the heart, which is yes, directly affecting yes. our faith, That's right. which has positioned us for this year Amen. of great harvest. Amen. And so finally, let me just talk a little bit about number four, which will be the heart for Fort Erie. Yes. We love Fort Erie. And the purpose that I believe God is moving us into, we've sort of been focused very much on you know, helping people in spiritual things and really being a place where people could come and experience God and get to know God. But I'm really sensing that it's coming. It's, it's, we're at the threshold right now. If, and we certainly we've been doing a lot of work in this area in the past, but we're really at the threshold right now of increasing our expression of uh, mechanisms that we have here to be able to be a real help and support system to people who are in Fort Erie. One of the things that I'm very aware of as we're going through this this God-designed season of Fort Erie coming from Fort Dreary to Fort Awesome, uh, <laughs> that, what that can do is that can oftentimes leave a lot of people behind. 
and people who are not necessarily able to in their life really connect into God things and dream things and vision things and life things and destiny things and all of that, if we could figure out a way to be more supportive of people who are in that place, people who maybe don't have the education that they need, people that don't have the training or don't have the opportunities or there's issues that are going on in their life right now that are really preventing them from really being able to step in. They have the desire, they have the courage, they have the, you know, the intention of doing it. They just need somebody to come along beside them and offer some help and support uh, in getting that done. That's right. And so we're looking right now, we're doing a, a, a sort of a survey as to what is available in Fort Erie right now, what type of services, what type of support is needed, what's here, where can we plug ourselves in as a ministry, using some of our great talented people to be able to help those who are just saying, I just need a leg up for a couple of years, I just need someone to come alongside and be a support for me, this is where I want to go, these are the dreams of my life, and let's get behind them right. and look and, and be a be a, be a helping hand to them and be a resource to them to be able to support their journey and support what God is doing inside of their hearts. That makes sense yes. to anybody? Yes. So be in prayer for that as we are stepping forward into it, really discovering of all the thousand things we could do, what does God want us to do? What's the first step? And we'll let that thing carry its own momentum and build its own steam. But we're going to really be, be intentionally this year stepping into that place of being a more visible, a more present force here in Fort Erie. Amen. Has this helped any of you as yes. we're kind of summarizing? Let me just give you a little bit of encouragement then as we're stepping forward. You know, what we're talking about potentially here is just look at the vision for Victory Christian Center and Victory Church and where it's going. But can I tell you something? You're sitting in a place that's driven by vision. That's right. It's driven by God saying something 15 years ago and then God saying something else 14 years ago and 13 years ago. And all of those visions as we step into God, listening to God and beginning to pursue those things, you know, faith without works is dead. Vision without go do something is dead. That's right. And what you need to do now, take hold of this and realize that just like you would say, Victory Church, this amazing place in Fort Erie has been, is it impossible? This is a miracle that's happened here. Uh, trans and then God using our praises and our prayers to transform a city. You'd say, that's impossible. That's never going to happen. That's, no, that's happening around us right now. You're, you're, you exist within that type of an environment. And as Alex said, you know, let the juices of that flow down into your life. As you go home today, as you spend time with your significant other or people of influence or people of strength that are around you allow that to be part of your conversation to say you know what I'm gonna make some commitments I'm gonna make some plans and I'm gonna start putting my finger to the plow here I'm gonna start pushing on some things I'm gonna start making some calls I'm gonna start doing some stuff I start figuring stuff out because when I get to the end of December I want to be step I want to be way down the road Amen. from where I am when I started out so let's put your hand over your heart and say this with me say Heavenly Father Heavenly Father I'm stepping in to a, to a life of faith, a life of vision, where your plans, where your, your, purposes your purposes are like a mustard seed, like a mustard seed on the inside of me. And as that mustard seed begins to grow, move forward, gain momentum, gain inertia, then I can promise you I'm going to do the impossible this year. I'm going to do what used to look impossible, to look impossible. I'm going to have extraordinary life, extraordinary life. This, year. this year in Jesus' name. Jesus.